vehicular manslaughter. Welcome to episode 6 of the Analog Sticks Podcast, where this week we're covering one of the best licensed games out there, The Simpsons Hit and Run. Let's go! Welcome back to the Analog Sticks Podcast. My name is Rusty. I am joined, as always, by my good friend Cody. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Tonight, this time, this recording session is a little different than than our usual ones. Yeah, it's probably going to be a little bit longer. There's a reason. <laughs> yeah, oh, should we just say it right now? Yeah, we can right go ahead and let that out. Yeah, um, I mean... We're about to do, like, three episodes in a row because I'm about to start school again. Uh, so this is going to be a lot of fun for you guys. This first episode will be like any other, but then the next two are will progressively drink a little bit more to keep ourselves <laughs> awake. So Yeah, it's currently 9 o'clock. We are just getting started with episode 1 of 3 we're recording. We're going to get a little bit ahead here because uh, Cody's starting back classes and we may have mm -hmm. a week where we're just crunched for time and can't sit down to record after playing the game until later that week or something like that. But we're going we're gonna to try to stay on top of things here, and this is a good way to do that. But this week, for you guys, tonight we're covering three games. You'll find out those in a couple weeks. Tonight, we are covering The Simpsons Hit and Run. That's the first one. Yeah, it's, it is indeed a game. This is a licensed game, in case you didn't get that by the name. It is a very good game. Or would or is it? It is. Yeah. Is um, it? So, I just finished it tonight. I... I kind of marathoned the second half of it, so I will say it, my opinion of it is a little bit tainted by having to go through the last level, which we're we're gonna get to later on in the podcast. The last level uh, apparently is a little notorious for how yeah it is. Yes. Yeah, so with the last level, they changed the theme of it a little bit. We'll cover that down the line. We'll table that for now. Mm -hmm. But basically, they had to rush it and cut a lot of content, so it kind of comes off cheap and. Not as good, but the beginning of the game, there is a lot of redeeming qualities with this that I really think make it worth playing. It, and... is, oh, it is so good in the beginning. So for those of you who don't know, this game is a sandbox kind of Grand Theft Auto crazy mm -hmm. taxi hybrid. I, I don't know if that's the best way to describe it. It definitely leans more into the GTA side of things. And this one was uh, 2004? 2003, I believe. Three. October 2003, in case you haven't guessed that part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's sandbox GTA, essentially, in the world of The Simpsons. It all takes place in different areas of Springfield. Only three areas, though. And it's basically, you follow a mission structure. You can explore the worlds. There, You get to run around as the characters of The Simpsons and drive vehicles that are all neat nods to the show. And it's it's a lot of fun. A lot like uh, GTA, and I, what I was most excited about is that there's a lot of pedestrians out in these worlds, and you can actually hit them. <laughs> in the later levels, though, I will tell you what, these pedestrians began to uh, drive me nuts. <laughs> so, at first, they're fun, um, but as you hit pedestrians, it builds up this little police meter, you know, and then if you get that enough, you start getting chased. Um, so, in the beginning, that's a fun mechanic. In the end, it's a challenge. Because you're trying your best not to hit anyone so you don't get chased in the middle of a mission. Yes, but another thing with this game is you can never die. Because, you know, it's a mm -hmm. Simpsons game. It's a kid's game. It's advertised that way somewhat. 
the humor is nothing too crazy. I'd say, like, it easily gets a PG-13 rating, but could probably get away with PG if they really tried. Mm -hmm. I think that's a safe way to assess that. But it's it's still, like, very simplistic. You can't die, and you never get wanted with the air quotes around it. The, Simps the They just give you a hit and run, and then the police chase you all throughout town trying to track you down. And... Which is still a, a very serious crime. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun <laughs> mechanic, but like everything you hit, and it's not just the pedestrians. If you hit a light post, a tree that breaks, mm -hmm. a fire hydrant, anything, it builds up this meter, and then the police will chase you. You can evade them, but if they catch you, you just get stopped for five seconds or something, and it says busted and charges you 50 coins, which are the in-game currency. I'm trying to think of any other um, parallels or similarities with GTA, but this is also 2003. So San GTA Andreas was the was newest game. On, yeah, it was based on that one. Maybe even three, but we don't want to talk about GTA 3. <laughs> Ooh, is it not good? No, it's fine. A lot of people really like GTA 3. I just think San Andreas is far superior if we're going with Gen 6 GTAs. Hey, hot take. Ah, I don't think that's that hot. But you know what is hot? Hmm. My burn. Oh! So, yeah, that was a golden segue. I think that's probably one of the best in podcast history thus far, but I got a feeling... With the beers flowing a little bit, they might get even better as the night goes on. So without any further delay, let's kind of get into this story a little bit. We're going to start it out with my burn. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> sure. That's that's a big sure. I don't even remember what I wrote, so we're going to be all experiencing this one together. Let's see if we can do this in one <clears throat> take. <clears throat> Robot wasps? Surveillance fans? I don't know about all that, but I do know I've got a hankering for some Buzz Cola. After Homer runs some errands, let's get to the bottom of this. After trying to burn Mr. Burns, Homer's the one who, end up, who ends up getting fired. But afterwards, Bart can't get his grubby little paws on a gory game, so in turn, he assists in the building of a robot before being abducted by aliens. Then, like a good sister, Lisa is there to track down her brother, but nobody knows where he is. And after a lengthy pursuit, and much like the end of a good bender, Bart is found on a boat, unable to form a sentence. Marge then uncovers that Buzz Cola may not be the bee's knees as she uncovers the hive that's making people buzz and fly nice and high. Naturally then, Apu leads you to the Museum of Natural History where the cola's being mined. Then he and Lisa's big brother find out the whole cast is starring on, a season, on this season on CBS. And our extraterrestrial friends are ready to ramp up ratings by recreating a Tuesday in the South by getting everyone drunk and giving them some guns. <laughs> After proving our problems to a clown and witnessing the dead the dead come to life, we must navigate Zombieland and nuke the alien spaceship to save the town. There we go. That is, that's a really tight burn. I think that's our, one of our best ones so far. I'd say that's the best written, my execution. Mm -hmm. Again, you guys, every week, you guys hear the finished product and it's perfect, but the execution wasn't perfect. I'll, I'll admit yeah. it. If I get it in one take, I'm going to brag about it. So that means when I don't get it in one take, you guys have to know. <laughs> but that's essentially like a tight, well-knit version of the story. It's nothing too crazy. I mean, we'll kind of dive into it here. But the way this game works is that there are seven levels. And mm -hmm. with each level, you play as a different character. Well, some repeat, but you play as a different character in each level. And you do a series of missions, and more and more story details emerge throughout. So I think we just kind of summarize each level if you'd like. We can go into this. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's start with... Even before the start screen, what happened? The intro. At the very intro, yeah. 
So when you first boot up the game, you get all your, like, intro credits, you know, 20th Century Fox. <laughs> there's just so many. Oh my gosh. I, I should the have Simpsons, timed it. <laughs> the Simpsons, oh. well, you can skip them all, but it does take some time if you let them all play. The Simpsons has a lot of people that work on it, so therefore there are a lot of people they have to credit before the game begins. Mm -hmm. And it goes on for a little bit, but then you get the whole, you know, the, the big old, the Simpsons... <laughs> And then you get all that music and whatnot. But instead of all uh, couch gag, as you would mm -hmm. in The Simpsons, it's just some green mist and what looks like just regular yellow jackets flying out of the sky. But a closer look reveals that they're robots with mm -hmm. cameras attached to them. One of these robots naturally flies into The Simpsons' house, and Homer sees it. And busts it up. <laughs> he, he gives it the good old front-hand, backhand, and destroys it. It drops its coins, as it does. You know, that's what happens when you defeat a wasp in this game. Mm -hmm. He picks it up, and then in the background, there's just an ad for Buzz Cola. And then, <laughs> and then it'll, the camera will pan out to his living room with the broken bee and the TV. That's when you can select your, uh, your level. Well, not your level. Select to play. This is the whole menu. Mode. Yeah, you've got your options menu, new game, continue, load... There's even a bonus game. I don't know if you looked into this. It's a top-down racing multiplayer. Oh, I didn't even notice. It doesn't look that good. Like, I thought about we could bust it out for a midweek, yeah. but it really didn't even look that interesting to watch nor play, so. My, my first thought when I saw it, and what I want to say is that it's very Banjo-Kazooie-esque. That's what <laughs> we just played. But then I remembered, eh, that's, I think that's just how video games were for a few years. Yeah, so do you want to go on a little tangent about the appearance of the game? Before we get into these actual levels, then? Sure, sounds like you got something to say. I, you said Banjo-Kazooie-esque, and I honestly think some of the models in Banjo-Kazooie look better than some of the models in this game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, there's yeah. some more polygons and whatnot, but it's very much early 6th-gen doofy character models and uh, very yeah. low pixel count. We both played the GameCube version, I believe. I was playing on my Wii. Um, Cody was also playing on a GameCube with air quotes around it. Um, <laughs> it doesn't look great. I've watched some footage of the Xbox and PC versions, and it looks a little bit better, but still not anything impressive. I think some cell, some cell shading could have done this game wonders, mm -hmm. where they could have kept that kind of 2D art style, but they took every character from The Simpsons and made them a clunky-looking 3D model. And it's the first thing you notice when you boot up the game. Yeah, the characters themselves do look... They do seem a little clunky. They're they're a little bit off. Um, I found that as you're playing the game, though, uh, at least for me, I didn't notice the graphics that much. In the cutscenes, uh, I feel it shows. Yeah, in the cutscenes. Um, but with these models, definitely, if you stop, hop out of your car, and really look at stuff, that's when you're like, ah. Um, oh, like some of the people walking around on the street, they, they don't even have faces. It's just... The polygons and textures. The people Ugh. in the cars, if you looked at NPC cars, they're like, um, they're the kind of models that load when something is really far away in your nuts. Low them. poly models. Gotta yeah. love it. Love a good old blocky, chunky driver. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say for being on a GameCube, uh, I'd imagine they had to do that to bring the poly count down, because there is a lot going on in any given space. It is pretty impressively designed, I will give it that, and I really like the way it feels to run around this world. We're going to get into more of the gameplay here in a little bit. We do want to get through these levels before we get too far mm -hmm. into it, because there is a lot that goes on within them, but it's just... 
there is a lot going on and it's a technically impressive game for sixth generation and i've heard the ps2 version runs even worse than the gamecube version which is kind of funny there mm. but there is a lot of good design but the models when you put it under a microscope or just kind of <laughs> binoculars maybe it doesn't look too stellar but it's never hindering your gameplay experience where you're like i can't believe i have to look at these models they they get the job done that's it and you can tell they're simpsons characters all throughout but mm -hmm. like I, one that stands out to me is principal skinner's model just doesn't look good <laughs> there's a few like that throughout <laughs> but all right with, with, we'll, we'll, we'll touch more on that later maybe yeah. i don't really know it doesn't really matter but let's go ahead and get into these levels. Level one picks up right where you left off. Homer's mm, Buzz Cola. Then naturally, oh, yeah. he, he saw a soda ad and he's like, "I have to go get that soda." That's how advertising works. Everybody knows that. Speaking of advertising, this show is brought to you by Bud Light. Second week in a row that they're not actually bringing <laughs> you the show, but that's what I'm drinking. So, Cody, talk about level one. <laughs> I tell you what, if I'm watching TV and like a Bojangles commercial comes on, I'm going to Bojangles. Yeah, that, that's how that works. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, but anyways, level one. Sorry to cut you off. You're there. good. You're good. <laughs> um, yeah, he steps out. They, it's basically the tutorial level, and it's The Simpsons. So it's a little bit like the South Park game, where it's very self-aware that it is a tutorial level. Bart is the one who gives you the tutorial, and the whole time he's like, "Uh, do I have to do this?" <laughs> yeah, and it, it it's does, a lot of fun. And there's like. So Nancy Cartwright actually does all the voices for her characters. Hank Azaria does all the voices for his characters. It feels like a Simpsons experience, and it is very self-aware as a tutorial. And on the loading screen to get into level one, they even say, new study shows 90% of video games have super easy first tutorial yeah. or whatever. I got a chuckle out of that. But Homer, after getting a hankering for Buzz Cola, goes to get some Buzz Cola and then just runs some errands. <laughs> Literally just runs some errands. Um, we're gonna try and and tell you the storyline, but I will tell you it's totally nonsensical. Um, it, the story feels like it was written in a couple days. Yeah, <laughs> and it is just a vehicle to get the gameplay through. That's actually another thing I wanted to point out here. All of every dialogue and everything like that. The story may have been separate, but the dialogue was actually not written by Simpson staff writers. It was mm. just written by a fan on the dev team who like <laughs> likes the Simpsons, obviously. Matt Groening's team approved of it all, yeah. but it wasn't written by his actual writers. And I feel like it plays, like, if somebody told me the Simpsons writers wrote this, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Somebody told me they didn't, I'm, I'm going to say, well, yeah, it was a fan of the Simpsons. Obviously, it's a little on the goofier side, I guess, but mm -hmm. it, it fits. It never feels out of place, and I really like that. Uh, so, level one, he, he does his errands. Um, level one is when you start to notice something is off. There's a lot of vehicles and surveillance vans taking pictures of you so you go to investigate it and you find that somehow mr burns is involved so homer goes to tell marge about it um and then marge just makes him go destroy violent video games yeah you know how it is she, she's mad about the new bone storm game coming out mm -hmm. bone storm uh and then and then homer after that tells mr burns hey i'm on to you i know what you're doing but then he gets fired yeah, the hounds get released, and Mr. Burns says they're just... No, th those black vans are actually just pizza delivery vans. That's right. <laughs> Even though they have cameras... I don't know, I, did you ever drive one of the surveillance vans by chance? Yeah, yeah. It's got a camera on the top of it that's <laughs> continually flashing, but it's just a pizza delivery van, so it's fine. Naturally, oh. yep. Oh, you keep saying your thing. Okay, I was going to go ahead and into level two if you wanted to round out level one. 
uh, well, I wanted to say before we hop into level two, every level um, will swap to a different character. A couple characters are repeated, um, but I think we get uh, five playable characters, right? Yes, there are five different characters. In so, level one, you have Homer. And then now level two, we have Bort. Good old Bort, Bortholomew. And Bart, naturally, you know, he just wants a copy of Bonestorm 2. But in level one, Marge destroyed all the copies she could of Bonestorm 2. So he goes on a fruitless chase to try to find some of them. He doesn't find any of them. Instead, he finds Professor Frank bought all the copies that weren't destroyed and used them to make his robot, the Truckosaurus. Mm -hmm. This is a reference to a Simpsons episode. You run some errands to get him the rest of the parts he needs to finish the Truckosaurus. And then after that, you get to see the Truckosaurus. And there's a cutscene. And in this cutscene, there's one line that makes me laugh pretty good. Where it's like, oh my god, it's like a it's like a truck and a dinosaur. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so dumb, but I just I just absolutely loved everything about it. Yeah. And then you get abducted by aliens after you leave the arena in which you almost get killed by the truckosaurus. For the kids listening, that is what happens when you skip school. That's what Bart did here. Oh yeah. Skipped school, got abducted by aliens. Never skip school. Yeah, I didn't even touch on it, but it is just like a Monday or whatever. He skipped school and Principal Skinner's out looking for anybody who skipped school. There's one little mission. Oh, that's a whole mission. Yeah, yeah you have to avoid Principal Skinner. It's not really noteworthy. We'll get into the missions in more detail in a little bit because I, I do want to touch on kind of the structure of them. They all kind of follow a similar structure here. It's nothing too crazy, but mm -hmm. we'll, we'll touch on that. After that, we go into level three, right after Bart gets abducted by aliens. And now we're playing as Lisa. I'm assuming after school. Yeah, it is evening. There's the sunset going on. You're running around Squidport. And oh, and before we really get too far, um, I don't know if you mentioned level two is like a city level. So level one is suburban. You're in the Simpsons neighborhood, Evergreen Terrace, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Level two, you're downtown. Yeah, um, there's the bank, town hall, the museum, all those other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'll have to lean on you for the actual Simpsons knowledge. I never, I grew up not watching Simpsons much. With that being said, my Simpsons knowledge is very much surface level. So if you're a big Simpsons <laughs> fan, we're probably going to disappoint you, but you're just going to have to deal with that. And just like that, our audience retention drops. Hey, you know what? This game made me want to watch The Simpsons even more. So there's a big plus for The Simpsons. Fans, Same concept right? as the Buzz Cola ad. You show me The Simpsons, I want to watch The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. That's how that works. <laughs> uh, so level three, Lisa's looking for Bart. This is a, how do I describe it? Like a San Francisco level? It's like seaside, Hollywood, lots so, of hills. So back into The Simpsons lore, this is Squidport. It's like the mm -hmm. edge of town. There's a bay or something like that. And it's like the boardwalk area. There's a whole bunch of like restaurants and shops and whatnot right there on the pier. And there's a lot of people. It's like a touristy kind of attraction there. And then there's the Springfield sign up in the hills by the planetarium. It all fits with the lore of the Simpsons. But if you don't know, obviously you don't know. It's just another level. It's yeah. it's still fun to go around though. I'd say this is probably one of my more enjoyably designed levels. Although I think level two is better personally. Oh, really? I, I did like that one. My order, it, so there's there's only these three levels, the suburbs, the city, the the bay. Mm -hmm. um, I would rank it the city at the bottom for me. Yes. Bay level top, and then the suburb middle. I think that's fair. I think this, I, I enjoyed the city, the downtown area better than just Evergreen Terrace and all that. Oh, yeah. 
I didn't like the way all the different parts of Evergreen Terrace felt so separated, but at the same time, I could see why somebody wouldn't like the way that the downtown area kind of blends all together. So I, I see either way. It doesn't really make a difference. They're all designed well enough where you can enjoy playing them, even if you do favor one more than the other, though. Well, what I noticed about the, the city level and the reason I put it so low is because the level itself I thought was pretty good. There's like, if I'm remembering right, or if my spatial map is correct there's like two main areas and they're connected by this highway part yes which is not too bad except that a lot of these missions in that level would just put you on that highway part over and over or tell you to not just interesting. repeatedly drive back and forth across the highway yeah much like my experience living in a town like 30 minutes out from downtown <laughs> ah yeah it's it's a blast at times Gotta except for when it's not <laughs> So, with level three, Lisa is looking to hunt down her brother who's gone missing. Obviously, we know he's abducted by aliens, but it's that kind of, what it was, a dramatic irony, where mm -hmm. nobody knows what's going on except for us. And she asks a few people, uh, Chief Wiggum of the police department, Millhouse, and but before I get any farther, <laughs> I want to touch on this. If you don't know The Simpsons, Millhouse is like the doofy, nerdy character. My mom thinks I'm cool, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And he has a crush on Lisa. He's He asks Lisa, she walks up to him to ask if he knows where Bart is, and she's he's just like, oh, Lisa, that dress looks really nice on you. <laughs> when is that new? Milhouse, I've been wearing this dress for like 15 years now. Because, you know, the Simpsons are 15 years. She doesn't say 15 years. She says a while, but it's implied, like, this is the same dress she always yeah. wears. And he's like, I think I saw Bart over here. So you naturally go over there where you think Bart may be, and Milhouse beats you there somehow, even though he doesn't have a car. <laughs> At first, when I was playing, I thought I was just tripping, because <laughs> I'll be honest, I was a little bit inebriated at this part. This was a few days ago. So I thought I was starting to go crazy until you until it happens again. Yeah, you go to the next place and Milhouse is there. He's trying to hit on Lisa again. And then he sends you in another direction up by the Springfield side of the planetarium. And he's there again. And he asks you to the harvest dance. And she's like, Milhouse, I don't have time for this. Do you know where Bart is? Mm, no. <laughs> so then you go in the planetarium and you ask Professor Frank, who's hanging out there. He doesn't know, but you ask your grandfather who doesn't even know where he is, and then <laughs> you end up going talking to somebody else and looking for something else. And eventually, you end up talking to the old boat captain on the actual pier. You round up some fish for him, and then you find Bart on a boat. <laughs> and I gotta mention, the mission at the end of level three, where you have to get to Bart on the boat, that is where I started to have a hard time. That's where the difficulty began to climb for me yeah i would agree with you level one and two i never had any issues with any of the missions whatsoever but once we got into level three i started to kind of fail some stuff and i wouldn't say i was getting frustrated here but i was beginning to show signs of getting annoyed and it mm -hmm. was starting to be a little bit less fun and this is a trend that does unfortunately continue uh for me at least mm -hmm. but the mission where you get to bart I'm, i actually don't remember i played it earlier today but i it's... still don't remember it <laughs> You're on a pretty tight timer, and you have to go around the boat, and then up, and then on a ramp mm. to get onto the boat. But if you hit the ramp at the wrong speed, you'll just go way over the boat, or not onto it. Yes. It's so precise, and uh, I had it. eventually, I bothered to figure out how save states worked. On, <laughs> on his GameCube. My, game, my GameCube, yeah. Air my quotes, GameCube. GameCube. <laughs> 
but by this point, I hadn't figured out the save states yet, so I kept having to <laughs> redo the level like a, a kid actually would back in the day, you know, and that just sucked. And me actually playing on my Wii, I actually did play it like a kid would back in the day, and I was thinking, I'm like, I wish I was on emulator. I just want this to be over with. It, it was driving me insane. And it's, I'd say it's not that bad if... If you're not on a time crunch, you know, we're trying to beat the game in a week, so that definitely brings up the frustration. I was- uh, let, let me paint this picture for you guys here. It's story time with Rusty. I'm getting directly in front of the microphone. Mm -hmm. Today is Saturday. We're doing three episodes this week. We're doing a couple different ones I'm not going to tell you yet because they're surprises for you for down the road. But I played the other two games as well, one of which I'd never played before, one of which I'd say I'm quite familiar with, but I still wanted to dabble back in. I got really into one of the games, and it was the only one I wanted to play. So I started The Simpsons Hit and Run on Monday evening. I played the first two and a half levels on Monday evening, and then I stopped playing until about today at noon. Oh no. It's nine o'clock now. <laughs> I didn't finish the game. I looked up the ending. I didn't want to play it. It got so bad. I was trying to beat this whole game before Cody came over. I didn't know when Cody was coming over because I forgot to check my phone. He, my, he told me. I came over when I beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just not as good a gamer. I actually had some stuff going on too. Like we were just doing stuff because, you know, it's a Saturday and we're doing stuff. But I'm sitting there in my living room between the hours of 12 and I'd say 5.30. My lovely fiance is on the couch watching TV. I am on the floor with another TV leaning up against the wall, <laughs> with my Wii hooked up to it, repeatedly yelling at the game and flicking on, flicking off my TV. The second TV in the living room, mind you. It's still out there. I have to go clean up that mess, and I'm going to be reminded of the pain I was caused. I did enjoy the game, though. But I'm in here playing this game as quickly as I can, and a lot of stuff kind of just went over my head. But yeah. uh, I'm going to have to go talk to my partner tonight when I get back, because I wasn't cursing out loud. But I was definitely giving off bad vibes when I was trying to beat this game. You can tell fast. you're just having a bad time. A lot yeah. of loud exhales from Cody. <laughs> <sighs> I'm, I'm going to back up so I don't peep the microphone. There was a lot of... Just a heads up, guys. This is Rusty in Post. Um, if you don't want to hear a bunch of expletives and yelling, skip ahead about 15 seconds. Just, just to be safe here. But I'm about to explain my experiences with some of the later levels, so... Enjoy. This motherfucking van's in my fucking way! Move out of the fucking way! Oh, you dickbag! That's a great representation of our two different personalities. Cody's just a big... And mine's bleepity bleep bleep middle yeah. finger. <laughs> Anyways, to level four now, right? Yeah, yeah, we finished level three, we made the jump on the boat. Another thing I want to touch on before we move on, with the boat, we were saying it's precise speed and angle you have to do to get onto the boat. Mm -hmm. There's a race where you have to do that, like, whole loop around the boat. That's another thing, we'll get into the extra content in a little bit. I'd had some practice with it. I kind of knew what I was getting into, and it didn't cause me any issues, oh. but it did when I was doing the race, so that was something I still felt the pain of. But yeah, now we're moving on to level four and playing as Marge. Large Marge in charge. Oh yeah. And Marge is trying to find out why Bart is unable to form a sentence. <laughs> so when Lisa picks up Bart fresh from the spaceship, I assume that's why he's on the boat. Probably something um, like that. His dialogue is like a big. 
that's actually a very good representation. She asks Bart how old he is, and he's just kind of more gibberish. And then she's like, well, what's your favorite catch catchphrase? And if you don't know The Simpsons, it'd either be, I caramba, or eat my shorts. Mm -hmm. And he goes, he's my grits. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, just, and she's like, okay, let's get you home. That was one of the best jokes of the whole game. Just, that made me laugh. It's just completely off the cuff, just kiss my grits. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but I love it. Mm hmm and then, yeah, Marge is trying to figure out why Bart can't form these sentences. We're, we're back to... in the suburbs. Um, the levels cycle through the areas again, starting now. Yeah, so 1, 4, and 7 are the suburbs. 2 and 5 are downtown, which means 3 and 6 are Squidport. Mm -hmm. So we're back in the suburbs playing as Marge, trying to figure out what's wrong with Bart. And naturally, there's crop circles, apparently. Yeah, there's crop circles. Aliens are happening. We don't actually ever get to see any of said crop circles, but they're talked about. They're mentioned. <laughs> uh, you go to a few people, you talk to Chief Wiggum, you do some painful missions with him. It didn't really cause me too much trouble. You have to get a lot of coins for this level. That you kind do. of annoyed me. Um, but then you talk to Cletus, you chase him through town and get him some ketchup packets to feed his family through the winter. Because, you know, that's what the hillbillies gotta eat. They gotta get them some ketchup <laughs> packets to get through the long winter and start feasting on them. But uh, you get all that and then Cletus tells you, oh, my grandpappy knew something about some crop circles. I talked to somebody old. Check the graveyard. So you go to check the grave graveyard. And naturally, there's just an old person there. It's Hans Mole Man. If you know The Simpsons, you know Hans Mole Man. He tells you he doesn't know, but Grandpa Simpson knows. You go to Grandpa Simpson, and he can't form sentences. But he wasn't abducted by aliens. He just He's just off his meds. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> next thing you do is you get his meds. And then he tells you about the crop circles. Do you remember anything about what he tells you here? <laughs> no, is him... Is getting... So Grandpa's meds happens a few times. Is this the one where you find out that they've been uh, sold at, like, the school or something, and you have to go chase Oh, yes. So after you find out that Grandpa needs his meds, you have to go to the school and talk to Nelson, one of the bullies. The bully. you know, if you've seen The Simpsons, you know, <laughs> that that's Nelson. That was way too high-pitched, but you get what I'm trying to do there. And he tells you, oh, he's getting them from some sketchy guy or whatever, <laughs> and you have to knock them out of the sketchy guy's car and pick them up off the side of the road. We'll get to the individual types of missions, but... Gosh, that was a nightmare. Level 4 is when my frustration really started to mount, especially with that ketchup packet uh, level. That one is tough, because if you miss something, it is a tight time limit. We're going to get into some of our gripes with the actual mission and level design here in a little bit, but right now we're just trying to run through them. So we're going to table that for now. Mm -hmm. I keep saying table that, but you know what? Tables are good. to that table. Ta I, I like a good table. A Thanksgiving feast is really nice. Um, but essentially you get grandpa's meds and then he tells you the crop circles he describes what they look like and essentially it's the buzz cola logo yeah he goes marge goes back home and asks bart if he recognizes the buzz cola logo as the crop circles and he's like oh yeah that's the goo the aliens used for mind control because you know that's how that works yeah and then he's, uh, he's just better so then Marge goes asks Apu if he knows the source and then she destroys a bunch of buzz cola delivery trucks and then naturally, this leads us right into level five, where Apu is trying to figure out what's wrong with the cola and where it's coming from. His store's honor is at stake. Yeah, you know, the, the 98-cent hot dogs that have been on the roller for four hours <laughs> with the absurd prices he mentions. <laughs> I was so pleasantly surprised that we get to play as Apu for one of the levels. Yeah, and I'm, unfortunately, though, I'd say this is the... Mm, Ugh. 
it's a it's a not great experience playing as a poo. Everything works fine, but it's just a little challenging. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be an understatement, honestly. It's a difficult level. It starts out, you're just trying to figure out who's in charge of the deliveries. Uh, you find out that they're connected through to the Museum of Natural History through Snake's connections with the DMV. But before Snake tells you what's going on in the DMV, you have to help him with his actual community service, then air quotes community service. <laughs> and Snake is, um... He's the jailbird, the prisoner, the stereotypical jean jacket with the cutoffs. Yeah. Oh, these girls totally love when I do this. <laughs> he, he's well written. It's, if you know The Simpsons, you know Snake. But if not, he's just a sketchy guy who's always in and out of jail. Yeah. And you want to touch on the snake missions, because we cannot not talk about them. Oh, gosh, the snake missions. I'm trying to recall it. Um, the trash cans. Gosh, the trash can stuff? You want me to talk about that? Yeah, go ahead. Second to worst mission in the whole game, in my opinion, honestly. There, there's a part where you have to just, uh, you have to get trash out of the trash cars by bumping them. And then it's community drop. service. It's yeah. actual community service. So you pursue a dump truck on these long highways we talked about, and it's just dropping trash out of the back. You have to drive over the trash to pick it yes. up. Yes, and then that's only the very first part of the mission. So some of these missions have this weird structure that made the game less fun, honestly, where mm -hmm. the mission would be like three or four different objectives stacked into one, and if you fail one of them... If you fail, like, the third out of three objectives, then you have to restart the whole thing. So this mission starts with you chasing a dumpster truck, which is real slow, and you have to... And it doesn't know how to drive. It. Let, yeah. let me just say, this dump truck is constantly swerving on the road and making wrong turns and U-turns, and it crashes a whole bunch. And the whole thing's on one constant timer for the whole mission, even though there are multiple objectives. Mm -hmm. And you can just get unlucky, and the dump truck takes more time and puts you at a disadvantage later on. That's what frustrated me the most about this game, is um, something about the way the vehicles spawn just Ugh. isn't quite there. And they tend to be in the worst possible spots, and whether a vehicle spawns in your way or not is what usually makes or breaks a mission, yes. regardless of how good you are at the game. It feels like the RNG can entirely dictate whether or not you succeed at your objective, which isn't a great structure. You should be able to... There should be some way where your skill can get you through but sometimes it's usually a four-lane road two in each direction and mm -hmm. you're going to try to squeeze in between the two cars because you're trying to drive as fast as you can to meet a time limit and if you hit one car you're done you're going to have to reset especially in these later missions in the early game the cars seem to be less spread out overall mm -hmm. in the earlier missions the cars seem much more spread out and it's not too much of a chore if you hit something the time limits are usually a little bit more generous mm -hmm. but coming into the late game it's usually like coming down to the wire in every single timer you have. And it kind of drives me nuts. Because once you do finish the dump truck section, you're now in the downtown area mm -hmm. where there's like a Krusty Burger, or a fire truck with the ladder up, and you have to pick up trash, 25 pieces of trash, and you have usually about three minutes left on your timer. This little, little section here, there's only a couple parts of the game like this, and it requires platforming, which... I, I always think platforming is a no-no in a game where your main thing is not platforming. My only thing is I actually enjoy the platforming. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yes. I it, think it, it's... 
it was bad for me because I was using a keyboard on, on my GameCube. GameCube. On my GameCube, I was using a keyboard. Um, driving, surprisingly, perfectly fine on the keyboard. It was fun. But running around like that when I can't easily move the camera around myself, it, it's just an absolute nightmare. And it took me forever to be able to get that level. And I will go ahead and talk on that now. The camera control in this game... Even though you were using a keyboard on your GameCube and didn't really get to experience it, it's not fantastic. There's mm -hmm. no way to move the camera up and down. You can only move side to side, and it's not even all the time. It's not well-designed camera. Even Billy Hatcher does better at this. Speaking you know, of, check out episode two, Billy Hatcher. <laughs> yeah, we were looking at our metrics. Least watched episode. What the heck, guys? <laughs> I mean, I get it. Nobody's heard of that game for, for good reason. But, like, yeah. go watch the Billy Hatcher episode or listen to it. That's our first deep cut. Um, <laughs> it, it's funny you say that about the camera because um, this doesn't happen too often, but I actually disagree with you. Um, because I couldn't control the camera myself, I had to rely on the game provided camera angles, and I never ran into too many troubles. Um, all the frustrations I of of all the frustrations I had. The camera was always the least of them. And I will agree with you on that. They do a great job of having the camera in a spot that feels convenient most of the time. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you get stuck in a weird corner and the camera's top down. Oh, yeah. And there's no way to adjust it whatsoever because it's still locked. And when you do get to adjust it, it's, it's not always great. And there are some points running around doing platforming where I want the camera to just snap behind me, which is a feature Billy Hatcher had. Or like a Zelda game, when you press the target button, the camera snaps directly behind you. There's nothing like that, and it, it doesn't always feel great. I have my gripes with it, but like you said, it never really hindered my experience too much. It was just kind of something I wanted to note and point out here. But we were in the midst of level 5. We're still doing Snake's Community Service. Yeah. Just let me real quick. You have three minutes on the clock when you finish with the dump truck normally. Maybe four, I could be wrong. You have to pick up 25 pieces of trash that are located in the same place every time and they're not too terrible to get within four minutes but you have to get them and if you have less than a minute on the clock when you get them you're not going to be able to return to snake on the other side of town within that minute yeah so you have to go pick up the trash it leads you to the other side of the map and then once you're done picking up that trash it gives you a tight timer to get back whatever's and, remaining yeah and so if you what i found out at least for me is you you want how do i say it you, you have to cut out a few seconds here i gotta formulate what i'm gonna say yeah, no we, we love brain soup go for it <laughs> the way you pick up the trash is it'll lead you away from where you start you know mm -hmm. so if you're just playing it how the the trash is naturally laid out if you just follow the breadcrumbs it the last piece of trash you're going to pick up is going to be about as far as you can be from where the game asks you to go back to at 100% picking up the trash. So in my situation, I had 40 seconds to get across the entire map, which is physically impossible. So I had to reset the entire mission just so I could pick up the trash and leave one piece closer so I could pick that one up as even, the last piece. Even with that, though, you're still running back to get that one last piece of trash. It's still not well designed. No. But... What I was finding was I was parking my car at the same spot I imagine you were right there by the stairs that lead up to the rooftops. 
Yep, that's how I had to do it. I would run through it naturally because there is a way that naturally leads you away from where you park first and yes. you're nowhere near your car. And then I would hope that there was a car nearby to drive me back to my car because I'm using the Homer built car, which is the best in the game. We're gonna it get is. Into the, yes, dude. We're going to get into the vehicle differentials, different the different kinds of cars here in a mm -hmm. little bit. But I would jack a vehicle and drive back to my car, switch cars, and try to get back. And my biggest gripe is that the game tells you where to go on your mini-map. But what they don't tell you is that it is literally impossible to get back to where you need to get within the time limit going the path it tells you. Did you find this at all? Where you have yeah, to take the so shortcut. I, I, I googled it. You have to take a shortcut to get there in time. And even still, you're cutting it so close. So... Every level is designed like one big racetrack with plenty of decoration. That's like the essential foundation of it. This racetrack, in quotes, has shortcuts all throughout it. The game gives you a guide on where to go to complete missions, but they never include the shortcuts, which once you get towards the end of the game, you have to take those shortcuts. Even it, in level three, it's yeah. when it starts, you have to take the shortcuts to meet some of these time limits. And here... It's not like your typical, oh, cut through the backyard of this house. This is a whole different part of the highway that's, like, under construction or whatever. Yeah. And it's not apparent until you get to the end that it's a shortcut. And it's, like, a pretty big loop there. I, I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why the city is uh, at the bottom for me. Those highway shortcut things just didn't work. Yeah. It, and it's never, like, a clear loop, like you're saying, with somewhere like Evergreen Terrace or Spring, uh, that uh, Squidport... It all mm -hmm. feels like a clean loop, and you get the idea of where you are. But we we really got to get moving on with the story here. There's we I feel like we've been touching on a lot we want to touch on, which is good. But yeah. once you do finally finish Snake's community service, he asks you to do more community service. But this time, he's just doing crime and trying to tell you it's community service. <laughs> you have to evade the police, destroy an armored truck, which was another one that was kind of a pain. I wasn't a fan on it, especially following I, the picking up trash. I specifically have something to say about that one. Uh, another one of my very least favorite missions, you have to destroy this armored car with a vehicle that is much weaker than it. Significantly weaker. So your vehicle will actually break and blow up before you can destroy this car. So you have to pick up these, uh, like the repair token to repair it halfway mm -hmm. through, which is always kind of out of the way. You have to go out of your way to, to repair your car just so you can get, get back to destroying the yeah. armored vehicle. And the one thing I will say is that there was one block I found mm -hmm. where you can cut to the left and then make the right and you can meet up with the armored vehicle and T-bone it and there's a wrench on the way there. Yeah. That was like the only one that was really in the way. And then like right off the edge of one of the highways there's one there too. Mm -hmm. But it was still just going from the picking up trash straight into that mission was not fun. And it didn't get much better once we get into level 6. But before we get into level 6... Apu finds that the Nat Museum of Natural History is mining Buzz Cola from a meteor and that aliens are running a re reality TV show, kind of like Big Brother, called Foolish Earthlings, and the ratings are down. So in order to pick up the ratings, they're giving everybody poison Buzz Cola that acts as mind control and laser guns. Now yeah. Bart and Apu are like, we gotta stop them! And then level six, you're now playing as Bart. Hey, Apu, let's go! And Apu can't form any sentences. But this is just because he's scared and saying he can't speak English, only Hindu. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing. Bart's like, Apu, you gotta, you gotta come help me and stop the aliens. I, I do not like, speak English. He's like, what do you mean? You just said that in English. It's the only words I know. I <laughs> butter my hot dogs and move on. 
<laughs> so it's up to Bart to prove to Krusty the face of Buzz Cola that this is not actually Buzz Cola. Krusty doesn't believe him. You get proof. Now he believes him. Principal Skinner steals a laser gun for you from you off of school ground, outside of school hours. I feel like that's illegal. Yeah. Not important. But he's like, kids shouldn't have this. Um, there's some dialogue near the end of this level. That's It's my favorite dialogue in the game. That I wrote it down because I want to Okay, go for it. <laughs> um, so you have to get, you get that laser back. And so you, so you can prove to Krusty that this is really happening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a point where you just have to get a bunch of lasers from this truck holding the laser. Yeah, because you get Krusty. back to Krusty, and now he's like, oh, it's too late. They already popped up a whole bunch of free laser gun stands. Yeah. Well, so there's there's a part where you have to talk to, um, who's the scientist? Frank. Professor Frank. Frank. You talk to him um, about, how am I going to, where are these lasers? You know, how am I going to get them? And so, Frank, I'm, I'm going to read the quote right here. Go for it. Uh, Frank intercepts a message from the aliens. He says, It says they're hiding the lasers in the duff trucks. Ivy Blivy, the pilot. <laughs> oh, he says, Ivy Blivy, the plot is real convoluted now. <laughs> this game, I will say, remains self-aware all throughout. And I, I love the writing and the dialogue. It's it's good. It's good. It's Bart enjoyable. responds with, Relax, nerdlinger. I'll knock the lasers out of the truck so I can show them to Krusty. So simple, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you do another painful get more stuff mission. This was when the cars driving around town really drove me extra nutty. God, it, yeah. So level six, it's like there's just traffic the whole time. There's not so even even around them. You just have to ram through the cars. Yeah. But then we're moving on. Basically, <laughs> you, you destroy all the laser gun stands, but you find out that the Buzz Cola has tainted the water supply of town. And then we go into level seven. Now, since the Duff Brewery has been compromised, Homer's got to come, got to get this to an end. Yeah. And, and it's Halloween now, but since the water supply is tainted, they're zombies. The, everyone is a zombie now, of course. I don't have much on this one because I rage quit, but Cody did play it. I'm going to let I you just, cover it. <laughs> I just played this level today, and this is why I had to apologize that I came just off of this level because this level does not represent the rest of the game. It's frustrating. It really sucks. I hate it. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, you you track the aliens down to the power plant, the nuclear power plant. Um, I believe that Frank tells you that the aliens' weakness is nuclear waste, which seems kind of like everybody's weakness. Yeah. I imagine if you hand me a bowl of nuclear waste and tell me to eat it, I'm not going to come out doing hot. You know, if it works, it works. So you have to deliver... There's a UFO now floating above Springfield Elementary. It's all Halloween. There's Halloween decorations. It's dark. There's zombies running around yeah. everywhere. Not hostile zombies, just zombies. That was a that was a pleasant surprise. Before I knew the terror of what is level seven, um, I saw that everything was Halloween themed, and I was very happy for a few minutes. I was like, "This is wonderful. Look at all that effort they put into the last uh, level." <laughs> uh, but anyways. Nuclear waste. You have to deliver it to the UFO that's floating above the elementary school. This is where it really sucks, though. You have to deliver it from the plant to the UFO. They're across the map, and just doing it once really sucks. It it, it feels like a final mission. You're like, all right, I did it. Like, the game must be done now, right? Because just getting through that one level took me more than an hour. And this is using save states. No joke. 
But then, what happens is that you end up having to do the same mission four times, and the mission doesn't change. It's the exact same mission, just the only difference four different the, cars. Yeah, the only difference is a different car. And obviously, there is a backstory to why this level is this way. Obviously, I didn't play it, but I read up. Mm -hmm. The developers set for a Halloween release, and with the whole Halloween theming, they wanted to release it Halloween. They did not have enough time. They blocked off some areas of the world because they didn't have time to redecorate them, mm -hmm. and they kind of compromised the integrity of the last mission here. And I can imagine it shows. It sounds like it shows. It sucks. Just it's, watching gameplay footage seems miserable. It's not thought out at all. It is... I didn't even know the backstory when I was playing it. I only learned that when I got over here to Russ's and he told me about it. But I could tell just by playing it that this was very last minute. The, the That mission that they had set up, like... That was obviously just, they have a few days, they need you to do something for the last level, so we're gonna have you just run back and We forth. didn't make half the town Halloween for nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that being said, you do end up getting the four barrels of nuclear waste into the alien spaceship, and Homer becomes an intergalactic celebrity because everybody watched the finale of Foolish Earthlings, mm -hmm. and you win. That's the game. It wraps up. Uh, thank God. It, it was. It's nice that it has a very definite ending. Good job, you did it. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, now now that we are through that, I want to ask you before we get into anything else, what is your opinion on this game, having just played it? Overall, I like it. Um, my experience was tainted by the fact that I tried to beat it in a week. You know, if I wasn't on any kind of set timer, any time I got frustrated, I would have just gone around the sandbox world and done whatever because i feel like that's what you're supposed to do and that's really fun uh, any any part of the game where the game just tells you to run around and like collect money and do whatever it's always so fun um the wrong way to play this game is to try to blast through the whole thing and that's <laughs> funny because i believe there's a very healthy speedrunning community for this game but oh, that Lord. was one thing I noticed. Masochists is, all of Yeah, them. if you just play through the main mission and don't do any collection or anything like that, it tells you your progress for each level, and you only do about 20% doing the main story. Mm -hmm. The rest of it's made up by a whole bunch of collection and exploration, which is genuinely enjoyable. If I wasn't doing a mission, I was having a great time with this game, but I was trying to finish it, so I was always doing the missions, and I had a bad time with this game. I could count on one hand the amount of missions that weren't timed. I feel like that's a problem. The armored truck wasn't timed, but it was brutally painful. I, I feel that's like the only one that stands I out really in my head. I feel like it was timed, and the devs just took the timer off of it. They're like, this is just too much. Yeah, no, I can't do it. But with the collection, there's a whole bunch of stuff outside those main stories you can do that only make up about 20% of the game, give or take. But there's like several different things in each level. There's always a bonus mission, which is usually painful, timed, drive around this level as best as you can using a different car. And when you succeed, you get a character's car. Like in level three, it's mm -hmm. Principal Skinner. You get his yellow sedan and his mother's in the back seat making quips the whole time. It's well-written. Everything's well-written. There are... In level one, I got Grandpa's Jeep. That yes, yeah, fun. you get Grandpa's car. <laughs> uh, there are also three races. There's a time trial, a checkpoint race where you have to go through the flags or whatever, and then a circuit where you have to race like three other people to the mm -hmm. finish line. In level three, they are hard, and I stopped doing them. 
The first two I did, no problem. But once you get all three, you get a new car. Once you beat all three. So there are five vehicles you can get. And like I said, there's one for beating all the races. There's one from finishing the bonus, mi bonus mission. And then there's three that you can purchase. And the way you get mm -hmm. coins to purchase these things is by gathering them. There's yeah. a bunch of objects you can destroy. And then there are some caches, I guess, caches. The wasps. Mm -hmm. There are a few of those that are also a collectible listed. Those give you a fat stack of coins. They give you a whole bunch of coins, as well as the vending machines for Buzz Cola and the Buzz Cola cartons. Mm -hmm. Those give you a bunch of money. And then there are also these collectible cards that are all nice little nods to the show. And it's a lot of fun collecting all the gags and the cards and everything like that. And there's also a little movie hidden in each level. I watched them all on the internet and I didn't find them, but it's usually just like a short of like itchy and scratchy or something like that. Who's the, the card collector guy? What's his name? Oh, comic Your, book guy. Comic book guy? His name is Comic Book Guy, yes. One of my favorite characters in, Worst in the game. Worst character ever! <laughs> but when you, he's involved in the card collecting, right? If you actually bother to collect them he all. He is like involved the in the card collecting. He is also involved in A level 3 missions. pretty heavily. And I mm -hmm. believe level 6? Not sure. I got his car. I forgot what I did to get it. He's one of the car. bonus missions. Yeah. yeah. Um... So, uh, it was fun to just to drive around with that one because when you, whenever you drive around with a character's vehicle, you get some of their dialogue, um, mm -hmm. and his dialogue to me is just funny. Cletus has also made me laugh because it's mm -hmm. pretty well animated in what a southerner would say. Oh yeah, <laughs> like a deep South redneck, not just somebody who lives in the South, but somebody who grew up on a farm and did not go to school. Yeah. <laughs> also, one thing I really want to touch on: Did you find any of the special hidden vehicles in the yeah, stages? Yeah, found two of them. Uh, once I found the second one, I was like, oh, every stage must have one. They're a lot uh, of fun. I found the monster truck. I love the, the monster truck. This is my favorite. <laughs> I would just, cause the, with the monster truck, you can actually drive over cars. It's brutally <laughs> slow, but like, there's no objective you can't just go through. Yeah. It, it makes all the everything in your way not in your way anymore. I was trying to use it for one of the missions, and it was just too slow, which kind of stinks. And then there was another one. There was an ATV found in the trailer park. Mm. And it is so fast and so slidey. But it, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. And just that little nod there. My, Overall, I just want to... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. My favorite bonus car that I found was uh, an RC car. Oh, I heard about that. I saw it yeah. on the internet. It, it's it's super tiny. Actually, Homer is in it. Yeah. He's <laughs> tiny, too. It's the size of a character out of their car, so you can drive into, like, character-only places using it. That's cool. That was super fun. That's really cool. All in all, I'd say the driving is really what makes this game stand out. Mm -hmm. do, it's, you, do we have all the cars as its own section? I don't have up? all the cars listed off, but you can well, purchase them. Federal cars. The cars are just great. Um, I, I love it. There's You start out with the Simpsons pink family, the family yep, sedan. Iconic. Marge has her, like, SUV the pinkest the pinkish purple suv uh -huh. lisa has the malibu barbie convertible <laughs> one of the best cars in the game it's it's a pretty good car bart has the honor roller to start out that's a fun one like a little rocket it's uh made out of paper mache in the show or something like that mm -hmm. i don't know the exact details but there's a nod to it everything's a nod to something that happens in the show and you obviously get to find the other characters cars and whatnot uh apu has his firebird that's not called a firebird but it's a firebird <laughs> also one of the best cars it's really good it's not that strong and it kind of stinks to steer but it's fast and that's um, fun you mentioned earlier what objectively is the best car in the game 
Oh, yes. So in one of the missions, I believe it is a Pooh's mission, you have to get the car built for Homer, the Homer-built car, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like four and a half stars on everything in the stats page, and it's just really, really good all around. And this was the only one I used once I unlocked it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's weird. On the stats page, it's not shown to be maxed out, but when you drive it, it feels like you're driving a maxed out car. It handles well, it's fast, it accelerates well, and it takes a hit. I love it. Mm-hmm. I just love this car. It was fun. Every like, car, even, even some of the sucky missions were made fun using that car. Every car really does feel fun to drive, though. Just the driving and all, they really nailed it. They're all it. different. Yes, everything feels different. You get a pedestrian's car. Well, not a pedestrian's car, obviously. They're a pedestrian. But you can get somebody's car off the street like you would in GTA, but usually they're far inferior. They'll have, like, one stat that's really good, and then the rest sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, if you get a pickup truck or a box truck or a van, like, they can take a hit really well, but they cannot accelerate or go Mm -hmm. fast. Or you'll get, like, a little sports car, and you hit something twice, and it blows up, but it's very fast and accelerates quickly. It does make an interesting challenge when it comes to deciding which car do you want to use for missions. Uh, Like, one of the mission types, actually, right after this, we should go through all the mission types, but one of them is, um, I think it's, you say there it's a pursuit. You have to, like, hit the car to make it blow up. That's destruction. Destruction. (laughs) That's destruction. I have the six. You have to strike a balance, because Mm -hmm. if you get a heavy car, you can destroy a car pretty easily, but you're never going to reach it. If you get a fast car that can reach the car you're trying to destroy, it might not be strong enough to ever break it. And this is where the Homer-built car is just overpowered as all can be. But there are like six different main kinds of missions, and sometimes there are like hybrids of the two, but there's your platforming missions, Mm -hmm. there's collection where it's just get X amount of this item for me, and it's usually floating in the air with a big star around it. It, it. If you play the game, you've seen it. If you're watching the footage on YouTube of me playing, you know what I'm talking about. There's racing where you have to beat a car to a destination. Pursuit where you just have to follow somebody and not lose them. Evasion where you have to get away from somebody. It's usually the police. Just, like, lose the tail. And then destruction where you have to destroy a car. Sometimes it's hit a car and collect things they drop. Sometimes it's get there very fast, do some platforming and get back. They they usually strike a balance pretty good between two or more of these. Mm-hmm. Um, of all the level types, I just there's there's one that's like a hybrid of collecting and in pursuit, where you have to pursue a car and also keep tapping it, and every time you bump it, it'll drop an item. Every one of those levels sucked, and I hated them. There are a few different variations. There's one with the Buzz Cola laser guns. There's one with the Bone Storm games Marge is destroying in the first level. And there's a few more I'm going to miss. I don't remember everything. I don't have a photo memory of this game. But there's a lot. I'd say, for the most part, I, I'm not a big fan of this mission structure. I enjoyed oh, yeah. several of the missions, and I know we complained a lot about a lot of stuff here. But in the early game, it's it's fun to go and play these missions. But yes. when they get brutally hard and they make the time limit so strict, I well, I off. so I have more to say about the collecting pursuit hybrids. The, what makes them not work is that you have to bump the car, collect what drops out of them. But you and the car are moving at high speeds, and so when you bump them, they'll drop an item. And if you're not lining yourself up right, it, it'll drop it. You know, way behind you and you have to stop turn around pick it up 
Mm -hmm. And then in the time it takes to do that, you've lost the car and you've lost the level. Yeah, if you if you lose if you get too much different distance in between you and the car you're trying to keep up with, it automatically fails it. If you don't pick up an item that drops, mm -hmm. it automatically fails it, and it's just kind of a pain. This is when it works well, it works, but it doesn't always work. These well. kinds of issues, I think, are very simple uh, quality. What do you call it um, when they do the quality play to go through like and quality testing. Gameplay yeah, test whatever. Um, you, I can really tell that they must have had this time crunch because there's a lot of issues where if they just sat and played it for a bit and noticed it, you could make simple changes. J literally in just like the timing of some things. You know, all you... I, I'm thinking coding-wise, you just change some numbers to make a thing take longer or not take as long, and then suddenly it's more fun, less frustrating. But please note, neither of us are game designers and don't know what we're talking about. Well, so no, I know that programming does, so I, I don't. Know I don't. <laughs> Either way, though, that's pretty much all we really have to say. There's a, probably a couple yeah, more things. Really. Anything you want to get off your chest about The Simpsons Hit and Run? Um, I, I feel like we do this for a lot of the episodes. The game really is fun. Uh, I like it. There's just... There, there's a lot to complain about in the last couple levels just aren't that great <laughs> honestly if i was just i this is another one of those games i say this every time if i was six or seven years old i would have sunk hundreds of hours into this game and had so much fun just because running around feels good it's yeah. all fun oh you can kick people by the way yes I don't yes think you, ever said that. <laughs> you get a kick move and you get a, a <laughs> double jump and a ground slam it's not necessarily ground pound because a poo like pile drives and marge like knees but it, it's it's it feels so much fun to control and if i wasn't so focused on trying to just finish the missions i think i would have had a great time with it but because i was so goal oriented mm -hmm. and just trying to finish it it really dampened my experience quite yep. a bit and i honestly i don't think i'm going to be returning to this game even though i will probably look back and fondly remember quite a few bits of it gosh if they ever did a re-release of this game um, and do and did more than a remaster. Like if they went in and fixed some of these easy to fix issues, I would totally buy it and play it again. That being said, there is a very active modding community for this game. Oh really? Yeah, it's it's huge. You can look it up after this if you're interested. But they actually have made like full remakes of this game, and they've added whole new levels and stuff like that. Where nice. it may fix it, but. Honestly, with the game in its current state, it's got several flaws that will bring the experience down, mm -hmm. while it is still a good game at its core. Last thing I want to say, because uh, I, I didn't get a chance to just say this by itself, I loved how they did the level design. It was super fun. It It's like a big racetrack that's decorated. That's the best way I could describe it. It's a, G it's a GTA sandbox mm -hmm. with a Simpsons skin on it, and it's good yes well, it's, uh, what's interesting is it's not a totally it's not open world sandbox like how i would expect it it, it it's like a track yes that, that you go on a very pretty well-designed track yeah it, it, they do it super well lots of nooks and crannies that are fun to explore and they hide yeah. the collectibles really well and the way they make the different objectives work is impressive and i like it it but is again, good level design. The flaws are too apparent to ignore. Yep. That's uh that's my opinion on it overall. All right. Well, I think that one's going to wrap up this episode of Analog Sticks. Thank you guys all very much for listening. I didn't say it in the middle of the episode, but I forgot. If you haven't already, rate, review, follow, like, subscribe, whatever it may be depending on the platform you're using. 
comment. Let us know what you like about this game. Let us know if you like us. Granted, you're watching this. If you watched it this far, I'm pretty sure you do at this point. But we appreciate you guys hanging out with us this week, and we will see you next time on Analog Sticks. Peace. Peace.